This is Isabel and San Dimas, Conversations with Neighbors. This is a podcast to spark conversations among neighbors about happenings in and around San Dimas. I am Isabel in San Dimas, and I'm happy to be one of your neighbors. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about the Benelli Walkway R11 closure. Uh, You might not know what that is because I didn't know what that was until I learned about this issue from social media and saw several of my neighbors posting about it. Just to give you a little bit of background, the R11 walkway has to do with an emergency access route uh, that's part of the system of trails that goes around the Benelli Lake uh, through the Benelli Bluffs RV Park. Now, Up until June of 2019, for 30 years, uh, the same concessionaire or contractor was operating the RV park in Benelli Park, uh, contracted with the County of Los Angeles. But in April 2019, there was a new contract that was signed with a new concessionaire, which was Urban Park Concessionaires, and they took over the contract of managing the RV park in Benelli. So in the past year, you might have noticed that the RV park went from being called East Shore to now Benelli Bluffs. And Previously, for 30 years, that the contract was under a different concessionaire, uh, the R11 walkway was open to the public. Recently, that has changed with Benelli Bluffs. So today, I'm going to share with you an interview that I had with San Dimas resident Crystal DeMott, who knows a little bit about the issue. She's a frequent user of the trails at Benelli. And so she talked with me about how she learned about the walkway closure and uh, what she did about it, all the people she talked to and all the information that she gained. So I look forward to you listening to that interview. After talking with Crystal, she also encouraged me to reach out to the Benelli Bluffs manager, uh, Michael Carl. So I also spoke and met with him over at Benelli Park to gain a little bit more understanding of what was going on. I also tried to reach out to the county on this matter. Unfortunately, I didn't hear back from them in time for uh, this episode. But if I do get an update from them, I will plan to include it in future episodes. Thanks to members of our community like Crystal and several others, there were many actions taken by our local residents in San Dimas, as well as neighboring cities of Laverne, Pomona, Glendora, Claremont, uh, just people across the region. There was a petition with over 700 signatures. People were contacting county and city officials. And after talking to Mr. Carl at Benelli Bluffs, I learned that he and the county are talking about some different potential solutions. So at the end of this episode, I will give an update on that. So I hope you listen to the end. But first, uh, here's my interview with Crystal. Today, I am joined with Crystal DeMott. She is a San Dimas resident, and she's here to talk with me as another local person just about the Benelli walkway issue. So welcome to the show, Crystal. So I guess the first question I want to ask is just how did you and your family become aware of this issue? became aware of the issue because I walk the park frequently with my husband and my daughter Mm -hmm. and I saw 
closures of the entrances to the Benelli Bluffs Resort. It was formerly East Shore Resort, but um, we drove up there kind of curious as to when they would reopen because we figured it was just due to COVID restrictions. And they were saying, well, we're waiting on the county to give us approval to reopen. And so we were just kind of, you know, being patient, waiting. And then all of a sudden on Facebook around June 17th on San Dimas Bus, uh, a gentleman posted that they were making the closure permanent and making that part of the R11 road exclusive to the Bonelli Bluffs uh, paying patrons and that the county uh, community residents that have been using the park, that park for so long, we're going to be permanently banned from using it. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing on both ends uh, because that denies access from the RV resort patrons to use the rest of the bike path, as well as, you know, just people that come in to walk the loop around there. So that's when I first became aware of it was June June 17th, that week of June 17th on the Facebook page. Okay. So prior to uh, mid-June, you knew that the walkway was closed and you thought it was temporary due to coronavirus. Right. There were signs that said temporary closure. So we just were figuring they were just taking reasonable precautions to, you know, keep their guests safe. Okay. And then from social media, you learned that actually it was more of a permanent closure. Yes, that the I learned that the um, concessionaire had changed operators from East Shore RV to Benelli Bluffs Resort. And we did see the name change earlier than that, but uh, until then they were being pretty harmonious with the community as far as, you know, granting access because East Shore had, um, if you see earlier pictures, and I have some pictures, um, there's... East Shore was deliberate in granting access to pedestrians and strollers and bicycles through that portion of the road. Mm-hmm. They left a gap intentionally for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And they did so for 30 years. So I, I'm really shocked at the decision of the new concessionaire to act so out of sync with the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually did a little bit of research on the concessionaire. So it was back in April of 2019 that the concessionaire who basically runs the RV park switched um, hands from uh, East Shore to uh, now it's Benelli Bluffs, you said. and But we didn't really see any change in the access until earlier this year. Right, not until the coronavirus took, um, you know, necessary precautions as far as restricting access and closing reservations, Mm -hmm. uh, new reservations to the RV park and closing down camping to that portion of the park. So I figured it was just a temporary thing Mm -hmm. because we use that, that area, that portion of the park, gosh, two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for someone listening to this episode right now, who doesn't know exactly where the closure is, can you describe around the lake kind of where it is? Uh, Yeah, it's, sort of the eastern side of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two approaches. If you go from the Via Verde entrance, which, which is really common, um, you'd walk along the paved bike path for about, oh gosh, a mile maybe. And then you come to the the gate that transitions between the uh, Benelli Park and the RV Park. Um, and then another common free entry point 
is from Norm's Hanger Restaurant. There's the paved portion that goes just to the south of the restaurant and it heads westward toward the lake. And it's a beautiful trail because it's free and it's also ADA compliant. It's completely paved. So mm. several older seniors, um, many families, children with bikes, and that path is short. That that access point is only maybe maybe a quarter mile to a half a mile uh, walk altogether. Mm-hmm. So it's a very reasonable and free way for, for our community to get exercise, which is so important right now when everything is closed down. There's no playgrounds. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, gyms are closed. So people are just trying to stay healthy. And, you know, it's one of the very few cost-effective ways in our area that we can do those activities as a family. Mm-hmm. Another, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points that that part of the walkway is so important because it allows, like you said, it's ADA compliant. It allows, you know, the elderly children on, you know, bicycles. I've seen seen recumbent bikes. I've seen um, specialized bikes, Mm -hmm. adapted bikes, um, moms, several moms with strollers. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's a very safe and wide access way into Mm -hmm. the park. And it's, beneficial for business um there's that that restaurant norms hangar that operates on that side uh, just outside of the park and so several people make a a family event they go have a meal at norms hangar and then afterward they take a little walk i've done that several times and i know Mm -hmm. you know it's very popular within Mm -hmm. our community and another thing that i've heard from people on social media is that another big reason why this is so hard on the local community, pedestrians, cyclists, is that that path kind of helps to complete the loop around the lake. So with that closure, it's uh, a real, I guess, obstacle for going all the way around. Yes, it it takes an additional three, three and a half miles, I believe, to circumnavigate the lake. And there's a quite significant elevation change as well. So it's really impossible for you know, people that have less mobility to do that. I mean, if you're very, very fit and you train there all the time and you're used to the mountain biking trails, and they have several up there, that's fine. But several of us aren't. We're joggers, we're walkers. I'm not that fit, and I like to circumnavigate Mm -hmm. the whole lake. And basically, you could do that just walking if you use R11 to do well, so. if you're like me and my family and you have two strollers, that three yeah. and a half mile uh, detour seems a little bit cumbersome. It's really daunting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about when it happened and you originally thought that the closure was temporary due to coronavirus. And now you've learned that it's actually a long-term closure. Did you um, gain any insight and you mentioned uh, before we started this interview that you had called a couple different uh, stakeholders. Did you get any insight as to why this closure suddenly happened? I did. I did. When I initially was looking into it, I spoke with the GM over at Benelli Bluffs Resort, and his name is Michael Carl, and he gave me basically the resort's concerns with their justification for closing the park, and um, he was citing concerns of uh, vandalism, uh, vagrancy, um, 
unauthorized use of their facilities, laundry, shower, bathrooms, um, and also um, people walking their dogs off leash. And there had been incidents where uh, off leash dog by a patron uh, outside, not a guest of the RV park, had their dog off leash mm-hmm. and it attacked one of the dogs of the Payne campers within the Benelli Bluffs Resort. And that resulted in injury to the uh, camper's dog. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying there's been complaints within the, re- within the RV resort. Um, complaints like um, people using the picnic tables that face the lake when they belong to the paying campers. Um, mm-hmm. Things like vandalism, uh, things like theft. He was reporting uh, people coming in, homeless problems with that come in from outside of the RV resort and um, there's thefts. So um, just an increased cost of operations because of the uh, non-paid use of the facilities. So he was really, really generous and very respectful Mm -hmm. of my concerns. I felt very heard by Michael Carl. Mm -hmm. um, He was very, very concise about the park's concerns. And I do see the concerns for the RV resort, and I understand. I suggested to Michael, how about using coded access to the restrooms and the showers mm-hmm. as a as a possible compromise? Um, and he said that the Benelli Blush Resort got an estimate from a contractor to put coded access on the doors, but the quote he gave me was that it would cost five thousand dollars per door, mm. and they have they have um. 20 doors at the resort. So that's why he was saying it was really cost prohibitive to go that route. Okay. So do you think, you know, so the concessionaire changed just in the past year, pretty much. Do you think these were issues that the previous concessionaire also dealt with, but was accustomed to? Definitely. I think that, you know, he worked in harmony with the community residents and, um, had to deal with those issues and mitigate those issues um, throughout their their ownership. Well, I shouldn't say their ownership, but throughout their contract, run, yeah, of the the area. Okay, and he handled it with you know a, a good balance mm-hmm. to the community. So you talked about your call with the general manager. Who else did you contact regarding this matter? Did you talk to people in the city or the county? I called the um, building and safety permits uh, in the capital projects department in Alhambra. And I left an email with uh, John Husey regarding permits um, as far as environmental impact reports. Uh, permits for the fencing because when I noticed the fencing being put together it was being held together with zip ties electrical cords segments of lock and chain uh, temporary ski netting kind of uh, ski barrier type netting so just really a hodgepodge of materials so Mm -hmm. I figured that wasn't up to code so (laughs) let's check on that Um, so he referred me to Mr. Tennyson, who went out there, he went to check to see just basically if it was safe. My issue with the fencing is twofold. Is it safe? Is it permitted? And then the second issue with it was 
portions of that new fencing are blocking natural drainage pathways into the lake. Mm -hmm. So what is that concerning an environmental impact? Um, Because somebody within Benelli Bluffs cleared a small area of natural materials to build up a small, maybe two foot high berm and then construct a chain link fence behind that berm right by a natural drainage culvert and a natural drainage pathway into Mm -hmm. the lake. So, um, because I had spoken with Mrs. Tovar, and um, she was saying that they are currently working with Benelli Bluffs on um, a compromise uh, alternate pathway through that portion of the park. But Brenda said that the county needed to generate an environmental impact report for a new pathway. And so I was thinking, well, if you needed an environmental impact report for a pathway, why wouldn't you need one for this large amount of fencing that's been constructed in a wildlife area and across a drainage pathway? Mm-hmm. So that's where I contacted um, Mr. Husey at the um, Alhambra office of the Department of uh, Public Works. Mm-hmm. And he sent out Mr. Tennyson, and Mr. Tennyson really wasn't getting a lot of information from Benelli Bluffs. When he went there, nobody seemed to know anything about the fencing, of course. And so they weren't really forthright in giving him any kind of answers. And so I kind of met a dead end there. That's kind of where my research ended. Okay. Um, I did go out there yesterday to walk that segment of the park, and I noticed that there were modifications to the fencing. It's no longer being held together with zip ties, so... You know, he's making improvements to the park, I guess, okay. which, uh, to make it a little bit more stable. Okay. So it sounds like your concerns were obviously just the sudden lack of access to that walkway, but then also the environmental impacts of this temporary fencing that didn't seem to um, follow any sort of regulations. It was just kind of put together. I was worried that they put it in under the guise, and and this is basically conjecture on my point, but just under the guise of protecting their patrons against COVID-19. And so it was all temporary, and then all of a sudden it's going to be permanent. So Mm -hmm. I think they kind of bypassed the environmental impact reports Mm -hmm. because they said it was a temporary precaution and um, nobody is really checking the scope of the project that they're they're talking about or the pathway mm-hmm. um, drainage that they're blocking. So. so after talking with the manager there and a couple um, folks from the county regarding your concerns about the environment, it sounds like you uh, kind of, that's as far as you got, they, there wasn't much more that was done on the county or Benelli Bluffs part. It just kind of is what it is right now. I never received any follow-up information um, about their plan going forward. Okay. Um, I mean, to me, you know, this is just my opinion, but I feel like, you know, for this access road that seems so important for, I'll say, hundreds of people who use the park, it would seem reasonable to expect that an alternate route be provided before they make that closure. Um, is that something that. I, I agree. Isabel, that, that seems only fair. When I spoke with Michael 
Carl initially, he cited, um, I think, a number of 1,200 community residents using that particular area of R11 per month. Wow. So that's a lot of people that are now being denied the access. Mm-hmm. So I think it's only fair that until we work on a compromise between the RV resort and the county, that we should be granted access to that portion. And then when the new tra- section of trail is built, then he could close that off to make it exclusively to the patrons mm-hmm. of the Benelli Lux Resort. And what did, so. what did he respond when you said that? Well, that's that was his justification for the, cl- the permanent closure because that's a lot of people that are using that area and using the facilities. Mm-hmm. So um, when I spoke with uh, Brenda Tovar, she said, we didn't realize that so many people counted on that area for exercise. So it's kind of like they now both sides know that there is a lot of usage. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't know how well Benelli Bluffs and the county are working together to establish an alternate pathway. And, you know, with the with COVID delaying the, the offices being open, mm-hmm. I think this could stretch out for quite a long time before we get a new pathway. And I think in the meantime, it's only fair um, as a business operator in the community, just like so many other businesses within our community are making special concessions for uh, addressing the COVID-19. I think it's only fair that the Benelli Bluffs do the same mm-hmm. and reopen grant access to the people that need the exercise right now because everything else is closed. There are so few options. I mean, it sounds like what you just said about the county and Benelli Bluffs, you know, and their communication, it, it almost seems like a an oversight that they didn't realize how popular that access road was that, you know, maybe they thought, oh, this is just some small portion of this property, we're just going to close it off and then didn't really imagine the huge impact that it would have on the 1200 monthly users. Yeah. And now that now, hopefully they're realizing that there is a huge community impact. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think right now the Benelli Blush Resort really isn't acting like a friend in good faith to our community residents. And mm-hmm. after all, it is our our residents that are paying for that park, for that mm-hmm. county park. So, I mean, I think I understand Benelli Bluff's concerns, and I think that, yes, later on, you might be able to strike a compromise where the park facilities are exclusive to the Benelli Bluff's patrons. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, all of us should be allowed to access it until such time that the new path can be established. Mm-hmm. I totally Agree. Hopefully the new path will be as ADA compliant as this paved road is mm-hmm. because it's important for all the, all the families that use that section. That mm-hmm. entryway out of Norm's Hangar is really popular for families. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about what you personally have done, you know, as a concerned citizen who uses this path. You made a couple phone calls to try to understand what was going on. Uh, what are you aware of? that other members of our community are doing to try to um, help uh, to regain access or gain access to an alternate route? Are you aware of other things that people are doing? Yes, I have um, been aware on the Facebook forums, um, Sandy Miss Buzz, as well as there's a special group 
I think called Reopen uh, Road R11, mm-hmm. and it's a special Facebook group dedicated to this issue. Um, and there's a petition also going around on those Facebook pages mm-hmm. uh, to be signed. And I think it's got 700 signatures already. It's only been out for about a week. So mm-hmm. um, that's what some of the other community residents are doing to bring awareness to this issue. Also, another important one is calling, calling the Benelli Bluffs Resort and speaking with Mr. Carl and voicing your concerns. He's very patient and respectful. He'll hear you out. Um, he did so for me and was, was kind. He, he didn't lose his temper with me uh, and he was fair. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we as citizens would call and, and voice our concerns to Mr. Carl, at least during this time of closure. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it would be worth people who are listening to contact, you know, either city council or the county supervisors as well? Is that Does that have any yes, impact? Yes, I, I uh, contacted... Uh, Catherine Barger, her mm-hmm. office, and that's how Mrs. Tovar called me back and explained to me the process of um, getting the alternate trail established and the environmental impact report approved. So definitely that would be a great way to call uh, Catherine Barger's office and voice your concerns. Um, I'm not sure as far as the city council goes. I wanted to call in voice my concerns the evening of the um, anti-racism resolution but that city hall that city council meeting went quite long Mm -hmm. but I think that would be a great way for us to get involved and voice our concerns I know that um, uh, Mr. Vienna has been in contact with um, Mr. Carl and I think he's also been in contact with Mrs. Tovar based on some of the Facebook threads Mm -hmm. so he's He's definitely bringing it before the vested parties, but I don't know if he's getting anywhere uh, further than we're getting. You know, I know I know that there is effort being made at the city council area, but I don't know how far they're getting. Okay, okay. So um, it sounds like the ways people can be involved are, um, you know, maybe join that Facebook group, which I'll put a link on my website. Yes. Um, it'll be isabelandsandemus.com slash Benelli. Uh, so join the Facebook group, sign the petition, um, call Mr. Carl, uh, call the city council and contact the county supervisor's office. These are all ways that if you use this access road, if your family benefits from Benelli Park and wants to be able to make the full loop around the lake, that these are like small things that you can do to hopefully show that there's community interest and that people are impacted by, you know, what might have felt like a small decision actually turned out to be a big decision. Great ways for us to gain traction Mm -hmm. in this issue. Great. Well, I will share that information on the website. Is there anything else regarding this um, topic, Crystal, that you think would be important to share or that you want to you know, say to anyone who's listening? No, I, I think we covered all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, joining me today for the interview. I, you know, this is an issue that I personally don't know a lot about except for that you and other neighbors of mine have been posting on social media. And so I thought this is interesting. And I think 
you know, more people should hear about it if they haven't already heard about it. So um, I'm grateful for you being on the show and kind of sharing your personal story and hopefully inspiring others to take action for the sake of our beloved Benelli. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Awesome. Thanks, Crystal. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, after I talked with Crystal, uh, per her recommendation, I reached out to Michael Carl, uh, the manager at Benelli Bluffs, and he invited me and my family to come out to the RV park to check it out, look at the trail situation and what was going on, and to hear out his perspective on the matter. And so... We had a very pleasant visit. He uh, was very kind and and really seemed to hear the community's concern and also, you know, wanted to share uh, where he was coming from. So Mr. Call recognized that R11 had always been used as a hiking trail uh, for at least the many, many years prior to his company coming in and taking over the RV park. Uh, But actually, uh, according to him, R11... It was not a public trail. It was actually meant to be an emergency access road for both RV patrons in the case of an emergency or for emergency vehicles that needed to come into the RV park. If you look at the trail map that's officially provided by the county uh, through uh, the Benelli Park website, which I will share on my website, you will see that the access road through Benelli Bluffs is not considered official. It's not recognized publicly as one of the trails. It has become a trail over time because of its frequent use by uh, pedestrians, cyclists, etc. But it really, that wasn't what it was meant for originally. That said, even though that wasn't the original intent, it has become a sort of accidental trail over the years. Now, Mr. Carl also gave me some background information about how the temporary closure happened and how that led to a permanent closure. So what Mr. Carl said was that back in March when uh, COVID-19 started picking up and there were a bunch of county closures, the county actually requested or ordered the RV park to be closed to uh, short-term and public visitors. And so uh, the RV park closed. However, they were still seeing a lot of people passing through the RV park. And so what they realized was that these weren't patrons of the RV park. These were members of the public from the region who were using uh, the RV park to cut through using that R11 path to get uh, their full cycle around the lake. And when Mr. Carl and his team started tracking, they realized that there was anywhere from 1,300 to 2,500 people per week who were cutting through the RV park. Uh, So on the one hand, you know, for users in the community, that is a lot of people. So you can imagine that once R11 became closed, 1,300 to 2,500 per week were now being impacted. On the other hand, that is a lot of people to be passing through an RV park who are not paying guests. The closure back in March due to COVID was supposed to be temporary. Uh, They made several attempts with different types of fencing, barricades to... uh, block access to the park. Um, And eventually in May, they came up with a more permanent plan uh, with the county's approval. 
And what Mr. Carl found was that when they added this uh, more permanent fencing, a lot of the concerns that he had, which Crystal mentioned earlier, uh, seemed to lessen. So, for example, vandalism, theft, graffiti, uh, dogs walking off leash, owners not picking up after their dogs, homelessness, a lot of these issues that had become problems for the RV park that ended up costing the RV park uh, some extra money to alleviate these issues. Uh, a lot of these things went away once the uh, fencing was put up. And so from Mr. Carl's vantage point, it appears that uh, a lot of the issues were coming from members of the public uh, who were just accessing the road publicly and not from their RV patrons. And so you know, his main concern has been the safety and security of his paying guests at the RV park. And to me, that makes total sense. As a business owner, of course, safety and concern for your paying guests should be number one. In addition to the safety issues, you know, the fencing is a benefit to Benelli Bluffs as a business. So, uh, you know, they're planning to do a lot of upgrades, remodeling to their facilities. They're planning to have uh, outdoor uh, bar with food trucks coming in. They, they're going to add some cabins, just really kind of spruce up the place. And so uh, having these other concerns uh, become eliminated is a big benefit that that Mr. Carl is seeing. Another thing is that uh, when these problems go away, they notice that their uh, paying guests increase. And so that both their revenue is up and revenue to the city of San Dimas is up because uh, the San Dimas is receiving transit occupancy tax from the Benelli Bluffs short-term patrons, and this amounts to hundreds of thousands of dollars for both the city of San Dimas and Benelli Bluffs. So Mr. Carl basically suggested that uh, with the permanent fencing, there's been a decrease of some of the problems and an increase in paying customers, which is an economic benefit to both his business and the city. So that was Mr. Carl's perspective. In talking to him, I could kind of understand why he wants to keep members of the public who are not paying guests out. Uh, basically, we are a liability to him and his customers, and we cost him and his company money to maintain some of the issues that the public is causing. On the other hand, the public, in the order of 2,500 people per week are used to using that trail and that path. And it's been accessible for 30, who knows how many years. You can see the tension. Benelli Bluffs doesn't want the public to pass through. The public wants to pass through. And so in talking with Mr. Carl, he said that he has been working with the county to find an alternate solution. And so the current plan is that the county is thinking about building an alternate route along the fishing beach that will allow the public to pass through the Benelli Bluffs RV park, but there will be fencing so that the public won't be able to uh, really go deeply into the RV park, just kind of pass along the fishing beach. 
Because construction on this alternate route won't even start until December and likely won't be ready until next year, Mr. Carl has heard from the county that there is an urgency to make an immediate path available now. And that is largely because of the community involvement, I believe, that members of the community have contacted the county and said, we need access now. And so in the meantime, as of August 10th, Mr. Carl said that he will be reopening R11 immediately, and he has hired security uh, to patrol that area to make sure that public access uh, continues, but also that the public is not uh, causing any problems for the RV park. Now, I think that that is great news and just goes to show the power of the people that when we uh, come together and work together, we can hold our local elected officials accountable, ask them to take our interests to heart and advocate on our behalf. And we can see a positive change made. The other thing I want to mention was that, you know, Mr. Carl did not say that R11 would be open all the way through December, that he would be opening this on a trial period. And so my message to anyone listening to this, anyone who plans to use that path, is that as much as we want Benelli Bluffs to be good neighbors, and they do want to be good neighbors, um, I think it's important that we also be good neighbors and uh, try to limit our negative impact on the RV patrons. Because if we want to see R11 stay open as long as possible, um, we need to make sure that we don't give them a reason to close it. And so let's all be good neighbors to each other. And uh, let's try to get through this as quickly as possible until that uh, permanent alternative route is built along the fishing beach. And now I have my husband, Phil, on the show for Phil's Two Cents. It's been a while since you've heard from him. But, uh, you know, I actually don't frequent Benelli Park as much as he does. He cycles around the lake in the park. Uh, He brings our kids there all the time, sometimes when I'm napping. Um, And so I wanted to have him on to just share his two cents about the issue. Hey, Phil. Hi there. And I'm happy to be back on the show. It has been a little while. Uh, Like you mentioned, I am someone who has used this uh, walkway, this path a lot over my lifetime, both biking, walking, running, and it really is kind of the standard loop around the lake that people, not only in San Dimas, but, and not only in the surrounding cities, but people visiting uh, Benelli Park have gotten accustomed to as the 6.4 mile loop. And as Isabel mentioned, up to 10,000 people a month are using this this access point. So I think there's a fair argument that, yes, the community has been using this for now 30-ish plus years, and we've become accustomed and to using this pathway. One other interesting thing we learned in our meeting with the concessionaire was that at some point, the RV park actually dug out and extended the the lake itself so that it extended into the RV park. So if you've been there, you probably notice as you're going through uh, the sites um, on R11 or near R11, 
uh, there, there's water there and you might see people fishing down there from the RV park. That was actually not there before. And before that was there, there was a pathway that connected the loop and a trail that basically cut across that water. And so it's a little, I don't know what the technical term is, but a little inlet or something uh, that used to have a trail going across. And so I think there's also an argument that could be made that says that there's always been a loop around the lake itself. Um, and yeah, there's you can get around it now. It's an extra few miles, couple miles. Um, but people in the community have gotten used to this. And I think um, it's only fair that we can work together to make sure that uh, there continues to be a loop that is accessible to people uh, who don't want to mountain bike up a mountain or aren't in for a strenuous hike because the the existing loop is actually pretty flat and easy, great for families, great for, for people of all ages. And my one last argument is that even on the Benelli Park website up until recently, and still if you go to their website as of today, they have a, a map of the walkways or of the park itself. And it shows that that pathway, the R11 pathway, is a walkway. And it doesn't say anything on the map itself about it being closed. It doesn't say that it is um, not accessible to the public. And so even on their website right now and for a long time, it has shown that that's a, that's a way that people can enjoy the lake and the park. And so I think, uh, again, it's just all these reasons that everyone is used to this being a way that we can get around the park that uh, makes it kind of upsetting now that it was all of a sudden closed. I hear the arguments from Mr. Carl that uh, he thinks they, they really should just be emergency access points for, for fire ex escapes and things like that. Um, but if you go through the foothills along, uh, you know, San Dimas, Laverne, Claremont, on the north side of town, there's lots of fire roads that are built for, you know, fire trucks and, and people to get up there if there were fires. But these are well-known hiking paths as well that are open to the public. And again, if one of those were shut down, um, I think people would be a little annoyed as well. So uh, I don't think just that argument that um, it's a, a place for fire escape is uh, a good enough one to close it down to the public um, as well. So just as someone who has used this pathway a lot in my own lifetime, I even had started to bring my kids out there as well. I think just once um, parking over at Norm's hangar and walking through to the lake to show the boys uh, some of the birds and the boats. I was really looking forward to being able to use this uh, for, for many more little mini adventures in the future. So hopefully everything can work out for everyone on all sides of the issue. Thanks, Isabel, for giving me my two cents. Thanks for joining me, Phil. And I guess I stand corrected. There are two separate maps on the Benelli Park website. One that shows that R11 is not one of the official recognized trails and one that does show R11 as a walkway. So I will post both of those maps on my website because that's interesting. 
One last thought before we wrap up this topic. After I stopped recording with Crystal, she brought up a really good point, and that is that the Olympics are coming to L.A. and particularly Benelli Park for the mountain biking races in 2028. And something that we learned with this R11 issue is that uh, any changes that happen to Benelli Park uh, really ought to involve not just the county, not just the concessionaires, but also members of the community, all the stakeholders that are going to be impacted. Because uh, as Phil said, around 10,000 people are using R11 alone. I'm sure there are hundreds, maybe thousands more who are using other parts of the park throughout the day. And so just as a community, let's continue to be involved, pay attention, work together and work with our elected officials so that everyone's uh, interests are represented. Just to wrap up, I have a couple questions. Have you and your family been impacted by the R11 walkway closure? Or was this something that you had no idea about? Uh, What do you think of the current temporary and long-term plans? The temporary plan to open R11 with security and the long-term plan to create an alternate route. Uh, Do you think that these are acceptable? Do you think that more needs to be done sooner? Let's keep the conversation going at isabelinsandemus.com slash Benelli. Uh, Take a look at my website for some updates on local issues going on. And uh, my last personal tidbit before I go is that one of my favorite local hikes to do is the Big Dalton Trail in Glendora. It is beautiful. It's easy. It's family friendly. It's really nice and quiet. Um, And Phil and I had a very magical moment uh, watching a few deer over there in the last couple years. So that was really special. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Isabel Sandimas. And before I go, I actually want to encourage you to connect with me. Visit my website, isabelinsandemus.com and sign up for my email updates. I send emails when new episodes come out. Sometimes I also send out emails when I don't have an episode coming out, like if I skip a week for, you know, family vacations or having a baby uh, or just if other major things are happening in the world, sometimes I just write a blog post. So uh, feel free to visit my website and sign up for updates. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.